Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host Ryan McCarthy. And today we are joined by Jacob O'Neill. Jacob is a men's leadership coach who's devoted to serving men at the deepest level. He's also the founder of The Gathering of Men, which is a four day event for men who want to cultivate their masculine power through challenge, celebration, and deep connection. He's also the co-host of the Sex, Love, and Everything in Between podcast. And within today's episode, we touch on rites of passage, masculinity, intimacy, and relationships, why men punish themselves for reward, and how we can come in alignment with our true self and so much more. There's so much value packed in today's episode. It was a fun conversation to be a part of. I really admire Jacob and the work he does and the wisdom that he shares. So I can't wait for you all to check this one out. In other news, if you could please leave the podcast a rating, if you could please go on the Spotify or Apple podcast, wherever you listen to it and just leave a rating. It helps so much just helping this podcast grow. If you could also follow this show or subscribe on YouTube, that would mean so much as well. And if you could check out the One Talk clothing, I'm wearing the hoodie right now. One Talk clothing is also available. The link will be in the bio for that. And also the link will be in the bio to find Jacob and everything you can to get involved with the work he does or just connect with Jacob. But without further ado, let's welcome Jacob. Welcome Jacob, how are you brother? I'm good man, I'm good. Good to be here. Good to have you here. Like I was saying before the podcast, it's good to have you here and have this conversation today because now, I've been following your work for a couple of years now, and it's really cool to now align together and catch up and do a podcast. 100%, man. I, uh, I feel there's so much value in the online space, but when the opportunity to connect in person presents itself, I'm always a yes. Mm. And realistically, man, you're only two hours down the road. It's, yeah. A lot of people would think that's a long time, but for like I grew up in the country, two hours was a, was a daily drive for us. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah, of course I'll come up and I want to hang out. I want to I want to make this like make it sacred, man. I want to make this an experience that we both uh, get to really enjoy. So I'm happy to be here, brother. Yeah, for sure, brother. And like you said, because you can do them virtually, but coming face to face and being in the same room and having the conversations, I feel like energy aligns as well. Yeah. You can get in that flow state and it's really cool. Yeah, man, you put in, and you put in F, like it's all, all part of, you know, driving up here, I'm thinking about, oh, what are we going to talk about? And then I start thinking about, oh, what what would I like to talk about? Yeah, yeah. what am I, and it's like, I, I always believe that like when we put in an effort and it requires us to invest time to get somewhere, it kind of gives us a bit of time to separate ourselves from our daily mm. into like, okay, I'm, I'm, sep- I'm not, not just thinking about the daily tasks. I'm actually get moving towards something and I've, I've got to take some time to prepare yeah. rather than just shoot from the hip. And I'm pretty good at just shooting from the hip, man, just, like, <laughs> just rushing things. So it felt really nice to arrive here today and be kind of like be here and have nowhere else to be. Yeah, that's epic, brother. Mm. And like I'm very interested in the work you do because it's having a massive impact on a lot of lives. And I really want to ask you, brother, like why did you start this journey and why is it so important to you? Mm. So, yeah, so I'm a men's work coach and the the journey that I've been on with men's work, it feels like it was always meant to be. Mm. And one of the things that I've I've shared with with people when they ask me about it because I am – I'm 33 years old. I am just getting started in in, in this industry. Uh, and some people can feel that like, oh, you're rushing, you're rushing, you're rushing, or you're, fought, you, you're trying to be bigger than you are, or you're trying, you know, you're trying too much. The thing is, like, for me, it's not a choice. Mm. Like, this is something that I'm being called to do. And you can believe in whatever deity, spirit, God you want. But for me, it's like, this is what I'm called to do. This is what, 
I wake up and cons- it consumes me. And there's a level of discernment I need to have with that because it can become, I can get too o- over the top sometimes. But yeah, every from from a young age, man, I've always wanted to to build community, yeah. to build communities of 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 men who want to stand for something or want to experience something different. When I was, um, you know, I was I was always I always wanted to be the captain of the team. I always I wanted to be school captain. I always wanted to be the leader, the leader because I felt like I had value to add at that level. And then I got really into BMX when I was younger and I, I would hold BMX, you know, I would hold BMX competitions and skate competitions mm. and bring the communities from all of the surrounding towns together. Yeah. And I'd make an effort to actually build community around a, a common a common goal or vision. Mm. And then that translated into men's work just through the just through my own my own journey. Yeah. Yeah, just through my own journey of uh having a couple of mates commit suicide and that, su- that, that really sucked. I didn't like that. Mm. So there was a bit of like, fuck, I don't want that to happen to any more people. So there's this kind of wanting to fix, yeah. which comes through. But then I also went on a whole spiritual journey when I was about 24 that took me, 24, 25, that took me into this whole other realm of what life could look like. And that was mm. kind of the, the time where I realized, oh, I want men to have access to this work and this is this is where I'm called to go. Yeah. Mm. That's an um, amazing journey, brother. And you feel like with the community aspect of it, because community is so important, right? Especially if you date back all the way to the tribal days. Yeah. It's something we've always been involved in. And I feel like lately we've been pushed more to isolation. It's mm-hmm. cool to see people bringing communities back together. But with community, did you have an example of someone who showed you the importance of community? Or was it just an innate knowing that you had from a young age? Growing up in a small country town in Australia, that really is like it's community driven so a lot of the men in my life are all very giving with their time and resources Mm. so my father like there was very rarely a time where we didn't have people over for dinner or we weren't going to someone else's house for dinner and if someone needed to build it wanted to build a shed all of the men would go and build that shed at his place and then three months later they'd be building a shed at another person's place or it's all right we're going to put a new roof on this person's house so they'd go and do it all together and there was this sense of camaraderie that wasn't built on conquering or defeating someone but it was built on actually how do we like tend to the needs of the of of each other um with the resources that we have through through friendships relationships and community and uh yeah it was really cool um and my my father's very like even though he sometimes gives more than he should and he he has in the past probably uh abandoned himself for the sake of others, uh, yeah, I learned that a lot from from him. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, and then transitioning to like a spiritual journey as well, because growing up in the communal town, were you aware of the, any of the practices to start a spiritual journey, or had uh-huh. that even like come apart? <laughs> yeah, man. Like that was that that like spiritual. Like I was deeply connected to the land without knowing it, mm. so it was great. We didn't have traffic lights, we didn't have a cinema, we didn't have McDonald's or KFC or Woolworths or anything. We we had an IGA, yeah, and we didn't even, and, and that, and we didn't have nothing was o- really open on weekends. We, mm. we were fortunate enough to have this, and the river was a five minute bike ride. The the, the bush was a five minute bike ride. Mm. Everything was accessible. Yeah. Uh, so I spent majority of my time digging holes, fishing rivers, and just being out in nature. Yeah. So I was really fortunate to have that. Even at the time, I may not have appreciated it, but I was really fortunate enough to 
spend a lot of my time, yeah, in nature. Yeah, how and, good's that? Oh, bro, it's <laughs> the best. Yeah, yeah, I need some of it right now. I can feel the part of me that's been, like, working too much. And it's like, yeah, you need to go and just spend some time with, with the river, bro. Go and chill. <laughs> uh, remember that it's not, it's not all – it doesn't all need to happen today. Uh, so true, because I feel like we – especially, like, us, I feel like I have such an instinct feeling to be in nature, whether it's mm. the beach, whether it's the bush. Mm. But, like, I'll have days where I'm like, I just need to be with it. Yeah. Like it's just a calling that I feel deep within me. Yeah, man, yeah. and that's like one of the things that I say to men is like the truest reflection of you will be found in nature. Mm. Like men go looking for, you know, validation and identity and success and achievement and material possessions. And these are all things that are born of an incessant need to get somewhere. Whereas when you go to nature, it just moves at the pace it wants to. Yeah, It honors the cycles of the season. So when you come back to nature as men, it's a, it's an innate calling because you want to return to your to to your equilibrium. You want to return to the 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 pace at which feels right for you. But also, nature moves in cycles and it's not linear. So this the the modern society is like keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Whereas nature's like, hey, it's winter. We're gonna we're gonna go inward. Hey, it's spring. It's time to it's time to come out and like you know, yeah, plant some seeds. You know, and this is where. When I return to nature, I remember my that ah, oh, I, I am I am part of the seasons. I'm part of this. Yeah, mm. I feel like when I go on nature too, it feels like that's the moments I have the most understanding of myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like when I get caught up in work, when I get caught up in podcasts and whatever mm. I'm doing, like everything's so external. Yeah. As soon as I go on nature, like everything makes sense to me. Like in yeah. like as an internal dialogue as I'm in there. You find the same with yourself? Yeah, it's like yeah. all those answers I was looking for on YouTube and <laughs> in the fucking books, reading another fucking self-help book, reading about these atomic habits and all this yeah. shit. All I needed to do was go and sit underneath a tree for two hours. Mm. And then it's like, oh, oh, you already know someone who can help you with that. Why are you trying to force? Oh, there it is. Come home. And the funny thing is normally when I come home, the thing that I was worried about is Half the time it's re- resolved itself. Yeah. It's no longer a problem. Mm. So for me, man, nature. And then for what, what the big thing that really shifted for me in, in around 25, 26 was, uh, was working with, with, with plant medicines and yeah. stepping into a ceremonial, uh, c- uh, ceremonial experience with, with plant medicines. And in that I had, for lack of better words, an awakening, yeah. which w- was really just a, oh my God, there's so much more here than I ever thought. Mm. I want, I want to get to know this, this, this aspect of life a whole lot more. Yeah. Mm. And why, why did you feel like you wanted to know more? Like what was the calling or what was the knowing? I didn't, man. I, I was quite content, but my partner, who's now my wife, Meg, she was, she kind of called me forward with a beautiful invitation. She's like, Hey, this is like maybe six, six months to a year in. She said, Hey, listen, I really like you and I like what we've in. She's like, I, but I feel that you're content with where you're at. Mm. I feel that you're, you feel like this is all that you want and that's awesome. But I want this, this, and this, I want to go and explore. I want to adventure. I want to grow with someone and I'd love for, I'd love to grow with you, Mm. but it doesn't have to be you. So she gave me the opportunity to see that there was an, there was a choice here Mm. for me to make. And in that moment I was like, holy, holy shit. Like, Normally, I'm just used to a woman telling me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah. Such a people pleaser, bro. That was like always my, like, and this, she was kind of, well, she wasn't kind of, she did like put the onus back on me and say, hey, mm. I like you. Yeah. I like what, what, what could possibly happen with you, but I'm going this way whether you come or not. Mm. Would you like to come? 
Yeah. And I said yes. And then from that moment on, I was much more open to these experiences. So, you know, Meg and I, we did so many different things that I would never have done. We went and did like a couple's nude yoga class and I started to meditate. I started to read different books. I started to just like, like, what's the, like, what harm could it do if I just actually went and did these things? Am I going to die? No. Is it going to be different? Yes. But what I realized in my first ceremony with the plants was I was, I didn't realize how deeply connected I could be if I made that a priority. Mm. So this journey, man, it gave me a reference point for love, this feeling of love beyond story. And when that dropped in, I felt my, I felt the earth breathe with me. I felt I could, I could feel myself as the river. I could feel myself as the trees and the roots. I felt this expansion of my myself beyond just my body. Yeah, well. And it was overwhelming in the best way possible. I was like, oh, my God. Mm. And you, I just kept breathing and it just kept getting more and more pleasurable, yes, but also, like, it wasn't even about the pleasure. It was about this, this enoughness. I just felt like there was enough. I felt worthy and I felt like there was, it was all here for me. Yeah. Mm. It makes so much sense because before I found like mindfulness and all the uh, more like insightful spiritual side of myself, I was very much just like overwhelmed by everything, stressed by everything, mm. frustrated by everything. And then once I found it and I, I would say like accepted being able to sit and be with my thoughts as well and begin that journey. Mm-hmm. I started to realize like how much shift started happening in my life quickly and like <laughs> realizing that like I'm in control as well. Yeah. And I can decide and choose like what, like what I want, what I don't want and what I will do, what I won't do. And then that gave me so much empowerment for my life. Knowing mm-hmm. that I'm the one in control and can make decisions. Like, do you feel like this journey's helped you with like empowerment because you've had more choice and control? Yeah. So I have a, an ongoing uh, definition that I'm working on around around that concept of choice and control. Mm. And the thing that I realize is that the only choice we have is to either resist what wants to move through us or to allow what wants to move through us. Mm. So when you asked me before around why do you do what you do, it's because I'm allowing it. Whereas if I was to resist it, I'd be like, no, Jacob, you need to work a nine to five. You need to get enough money to buy a house so that you've got a, and, and a car so you've got a place for your family to live. Mm. Whereas now I'm like, my family will live wherever I fucking, you know, yeah. they will follow me if I'm in alignment and I'm, I'm, I'm open and allowing life to move through me. So what I realized in that choice was like, I'd put so many c- conditions on my, like so many, uh, I damned the flow. Like I'd, mm. I'd put so many um, limiters and, and, and pressure valves on the flow of life through me that it had to go through this whole conditional system for me to even feel a, a small amount of aliveness. Yeah. So for that, for me, like what, when I hear you speaking about like you got to choose, you got to like actually honour what life mm. wanted to move through you. Facts. Like yeah. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to have conversations mm. with people that I want. I'm going to fucking work in an industry that aligns with my values. Mm. I'm going to have, I'm, you know, I'm going to live with my fiance who I fucking love. I'm going to build this house. I love the artwork. I'm going to, I'm going to essentially carve out my space that I'm responsible for that is in alignment with the life that with with light, the life force or spirit that flows through me, and that a lot of guys struggle with that because they're so focused on the I need to have goals and I need to set discipline, I need to be motivated, and all this, 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 and we can sometimes almost create this self hatred through 
always needing to get somewhere. Most definitely, yeah. Mm. And that's been, you know, I, I do that. I still do that. I'm not <laughs> fucking perfect, bro. I'm still got fucking, you know, I want the G-Wagon. I want the fucking mansion. I want mm. fucking, I want to fly first class to Japan to fucking <laughs> drink sake and fucking all this shit. Like, I'm still very much got that ego. Yeah. But I now have the tools to get out of the way when I, when, when it, when it, when I need to. Mm. That's so good that you touched on that too because that acceptance and not having restriction in your life because mm. I found that with myself when I, was watching all the motivational videos to have a structured routine every 10 minutes, do this, this, and this, and then do yeah. this, this, and this after it. I started to resent the things I loved. Yeah. Everything was just in place and structured. Like, yeah, you need structures, but I can't yeah. be too focused on where it does become restrictive, right? Mm. But now when I wake up, it's more so like, what do I need right now? What do I feel? And go from that. It's like, cool, I'll do breath work. I feel like I need to breathe. I feel like I need to sit in the sun and close my eyes and just observe for 10 minutes. Mm. Or whatever comes up in the moment, I have that acceptance piece. Yeah, right. man. Some mornings you want to wake up, put on music, and make bake, you know, make <laughs> scrambled eggs. Other mornings, you, I want to go out and sit on the grass and just lay down and like rest in the sun. Like I, I, I truly believe there's a balance between listening to what your body is asking, asking for, and also having that structure in place to make sure that you do move toward your greater vision. Mm. Mm. Like, how do you connect or listen to that? Like, is it through meditation? Is it through mindfulness? Like, how do you connect to that, like, internal knowing or acceptance piece? For me, like, there's a few ways. Yeah. Number one, if I go running, like, running, like, running helps me. Like, a real Forrest Gump energy. Yeah. Oh, well, I was running. Like, that, for me, is, like, just creates flow yeah. in my mind. And I have, like, really epic uh, insights. Singing. Mm. Singing helps me incredibly yeah like incredibly it helped that just helps with like expression as well yeah that's what i feel like with singing like it just helps me express and be oh it gets mm. me into a flow state so what i'm normally looking for is this space to to be in flow and like i'll i'll just play play guitar or play my medicine drum and just and then just start singing whatever it is even if it's just like i don't feel fucking good right now yeah and i want to know why and then <laughs> I've and, done that in the car yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And instead of like screeching it or primal screaming it, it feels like a more graceful way to like be curious with yeah. what's going on. So yeah, like I said, movement through running, uh, singing, uh, the voice and playing instruments really helps. Um, same sort of thing, bro. Stillness. Mm. Like if I just go and sit underneath a tree, or I've got a nice little spot up the back, and I just go and sit around. Even if the I don't light the fire, I just sit where the fire is, and I just sit there and I'm just like look out at the mountains and I'm just like. Take one of those big breaths. You know those yeah. breaths that you're like, oh, I haven't breathed. Yeah. I haven't done one of these for a while. Those big size. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, man. So I think for me, it's like there's a blend of like sometimes I need the stillness. Sometimes I need the, the voice. Other times I need to run and be moving through life. Mm. Um, and then, you know, a lot of guys journal. I don't journal as such, but I definitely – a practice that I use, which I think you really – you know, we were speaking about rap and poetry yeah. before. One of the, the practices one of my brothers is, has given me, his name's Leon – he uh, said, just sit and just allow a word to arise mm. and sit there. And, All right. Okay. Chaos is the word that's arise. It's like, okay, now write that at the top of your page, put your timer on for five minutes and now write a poem about chaos. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. And that for me is my form of journaling. Yeah. Because then I normally create something and then that could turn into a song that could turn into a, a piece of content that could turn into something that I want to go and gift mm. a friend or my lover. And it's like, ah, oh. yeah becomes a it becomes something that you not are trying to get rid of but you're integrating 
integrating the north so you're doing it in a way where it's fun as well yeah man that's yeah. what i do i put on my headphones i go on youtube and just type in for an example like nipsey hustle instrumental beat oh dude and instrumentals yeah yeah <laughs> i um i have um rough squad is the uh the the, the grimy fucking tune yeah. um, that all the guys in the uk rap on and I, i'll put that instrumental on when i'm just driving by myself and I, it'll go maybe 10 15 20 times and i'm just yeah. Just trying to like get a, a sick freestyle out, yeah. and by the end of it, it doesn't even matter what I've said. I'm just in a state of joy because I've yeah. just been expressing, having fun, and I'm not holding on to something. I'm letting it go. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm letting it out rather. Yeah, mm. I feel like I feel like men need to do that more. Like just not just express, but also connect to something that's fun. Yeah, I feel like we're so very structured, we're so very serious, we're so mm. very trying to be what we believe, what a leader is. But I feel like we misconcept all the other elements in life that we should mm. implement into it as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think that if you get to a point where you're leading and it isn't fun, you've missed the fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. Leadership is definitely about responsibility and, and you know, making sacred your your duty to the community. And, you know, you've got a, you've got a fiance, you've got a duty to, mm. you know, do what's right by her and she by you. And, you know, when, if you want to have kids, all that stuff is very real. Yeah. But if that you allow that to be the only thing you do and you don't find joy or happiness in it mm. you yeah man it's a it's a it's a sad realization to have when you if you do get to 80 or 90 and you look back and you're like fuck man i never actually just stopped and mm. i went and just got hot chips and fucking yeah. sat on the beach <laughs> yeah that's what we make sure me and my um, fiance mm. do do is you know at least minimum once a week but we actually do probably twice we go off for mm. dinner go for a picnic we go somewhere and just connect and be fucking because like, right? it's like because to be honest, some of the most funnest times is being with her and connecting with her. So it's like, why wouldn't I go and do that as well? I'm going to be spending <laughs> the rest of my life with her. I better 100%. fucking set some set like a decent intuitive structure up so we fucking mm. stay connected. Um, even this weekend, bro, I'm going. I'm taking Meg down to Byron for the night, and I'm like, oh, epic. I don't fucking want to do it, man. I just want to go home and work. I got shit to do, mm. and I was like, listen to yourself. Like you coach men on this, mm. and you're not willing to do the thing that you tell other men to do. So I got on, I booked the fucking place. It's more expensive than I want to be. Yeah. I'm going to get there later than I want to be, but I'm going to fucking follow through because it's it's a priority. A priority for me is connecting with you as yeah. a man because there's a network here and we're both committed to um, serving humanity in the way that we do. I'm, I'm, not, I'm never not going to prioritize that. Mm. But then I also have to prioritize my relationship. Yeah. And then I go and do that with Meg. And then what I've got to make sure is that on Monday... Bro, go roll jujitsu. Go do something for yourself. Mm. Like, don't. That's for me the three things. Not to get preachy on your podcast, bro, but I do get a bit preachy. That's my shadow. Is the three things for men? Is can you have? Can you make sure that you have a connection to self, to the relationships, and to the legacy mm. that you're creating? And when you connected, when you deeply connect with yourself, you create inner freedom. When you connect to your relationships, you create intimacy. Whether it's brothers, whether it's partners, whether it's your dog, when you're in a relationship, you're, you're cultivating intimacy. Yeah. And with legacy, you're cultivating impact, mm. which is how you will be remembered or impact or service, however you want to um, flavor it. But those three things, freedom, intimacy, and impact, I believe are like the core tenets to a man's fulfillment and contentment in life. Agreed. That mm. makes complete sense as well. And I feel mm. like to find the flow in between the three as well. Mm -hmm. like for myself <laughs> now, it's like I'm at a point where I can like unconsciously find the flow, but then there's moments where I just get too stuck on one thing and yep. it drags me in. Now I've got to have that moment where I'm like, oh, I've got to pull back. Like, yep. How do you find that with yourself? Like, I'm horrible at it. Yeah. I'm fucking terrible, bro. Like, I want to just do one thing well. Yeah. I want to either work on myself, mm. 
full-time. I either want to be in relationships full-time or I just want to work on my business full-time. Yeah. And having to balance those things, I'm just like, no, yeah. I don't want to. I just want to do one thing well. Mm. Let me just go hard on one thing for the next five years and then I'll worry about that. Yeah, okay. But if you have a look at men who have done that in the past, it hasn't worked out well for them. The mm. guy that is a workaholic for 20 years and then his wife, they have a couple of kids and then all of a sudden she's, read, she's just like, I'm leaving. Yeah, you've never you've never spent any time with us as a family. You're always working. He's like, oh, I was doing all of this for us so we could spend time together. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? like, well, we could have spent time together in the process. Yeah. yeah, why not enjoy the ride together? Why not take time on the process? And same thing, if a guy only focuses on himself, and he goes off, and this is what happens to a lot of guys: they go and become spiritual, but then they become non-committal. Mm. So they go off into the mountains, or they go down and live in their van in Byron, and they just stay inward they stay like i need to be free i can't be tied down and they can't handle responsibility so they never have relationships with any depth and they never have any impact that has meaning because they're constantly focusing on themselves Mm, it's so true because like if you have people that have like a missus and Mm. you make the missus the mission yeah then they realize after a couple of years they may lose respect for you it's like because you're not putting energy in other areas of your life but if you have the balance Mm. of somewhat and you feel like everything around you has that level of um, I wouldn't say respect. I, I guess I would say respect because, mm. man, I feel like deep down we want respect and we want people to acknowledge what we do. Totally. But then if we have all those things and we're doing them all piece by piece, I feel like our relationships will be better, mm. our legacy will be better, and our internal will be better as well. Exactly, man. Exactly. And for me, I would rather get to the mountaintop with the people I love, wearing the clothes that I like, in the body that I feel mm. strong in, than rush to the mountaintop be sloppy and have no one that I no one with me like it's yeah. really about balance man like like I said I'm not good at it yeah. I'm getting better at it and I'm in a constant cycle of the seasons and yeah for me it's like how conscious how mindful can I be of where I'm at in those three areas yeah. and which one needs a bit of love it's like hey bro you've been have been checking the finances in the business for the last month mm. make some time hey bro you haven't taken Meg out on a date for two weeks You've been, she's been sitting around waiting for you. She, you know, she, you know that she she values quality time with you, and you do value it with her as well. You you love her. Yeah. Like express that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. When you ask yourself quality questions as well, yeah, you can start getting quality answers, and that's totally. that can be a big game changer for your life. And and like when you're real with yourself, bro. Like yeah. when you're honest with yourself, it's so much easier. Because mm. if you tell yourself a story that hey, I'm busy, work's just busy. Oh, that's why. I can't hang out. I can't take Meg out on a date tonight. Like you're telling yourself a story that perpetuates your own fucking lie. Man, it's enabling yeah. what's happening. Yeah, you're yeah. an a- you're enabling. It's like be honest with yourself, bro. You care about her, therefore act like it. Yeah. Be a fucking man. And this is where I get a little bit righteous, bro. With my I I do the soft and fluffy stuff. I believe in um, love. Love can be packaged like really in a nice soft yeah. and cuddly blanket but sometimes it's a punch in the face mm, most definitely yeah and i'm learning that um that love is not a specific thing it's a it's a it's a foundational concept and it's like mm. you know the way that i speak to myself sometimes is tough love the other times it's like hey bro you need to slow down like hey come and rest yeah and that's some that's the hardest one for me to it's actually have the the, <laughs> the the soft cuddly blanket to give that to myself is the hardest because i'm so good mm. at saying go you know jacob own your shit yeah, and I feel like us as men, we can be so much what we want to fix things. 
So when we actually <laughs> when we actually have to sit and be like myself, perfect example with my um, moon boot. Like I've, I've been so go 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 every day, nonstop. Like whether it's the relationship, whether it's the business, whether it's work on myself. But now I'm sitting down. I've got so much free time. It's like that. It's like that. What the fuck are we doing? And it's yep. like all right, no, you got to accept being still. You got to accept what's happening right now and try and see the bigger purpose behind it. Yep. Yeah. Dude, that's so... Yeah, you're like the perfect... <laughs> you've got the perfect example right now. Yeah. And the same sort of thing is, you know, has happened to me, whether it's um my physical body or maybe my car will break down or something will happen. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man, you're in such a rush. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. they start reminding you just to slow down. It's yeah. like, cool, ask yourself those quality questions again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I believe that's the thing a lot of men don't ever do because they're always so busy. Mm. So those quality questions are only, you can know them, but if you don't take time to ask them, then you're actually just, you know, you've, you've just bought the tool, but it stays in the shed. Yeah, and especially when distractions come into play that make mm. up most of the time of you being busy yeah. and all the other things that you should be more aware of, you're avoiding as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. man. I, um, I say to most men, like, have you got time in your uh, allocated time each week to just being with yourself? Yeah. And it can be 20 minutes, it can be 20 hours, it can be whatever it is that you need it to be, but you must allocate some time to be by yourself. Yeah, 100%. Because if you don't, those those quality questions don't get asked. Yeah. And talking about leadership as well, because like, how did you develop the skill or how do you find yourself finding more of, I guess, the more intuition within yourself to be the leader? Because I see you run groups of over 100 men. Like there's a lot of people, even to yourself, it's probably intimidating. Like, no, I've got an event coming up with over a hundred people. Mm. Like, how do you find yourself collecting yourself and also processing that, but also understanding that you're on the right path? So all all aligning with becoming the leader. The biggest thing that I had to get over to to own that, bro, was my own judgment of grandiosity. Mm. Like in Australia, we have this tall poppy syndrome. The whole if you you know. Sh- if you shine too brightly, someone's going to come along and cut you off at the knees. Mm. So I would do that to myself before I ever actually got anywhere. So no one else would do it to me. Mm. So I would tell myself that I don't deserve it. Or I'm not that good. Or I'd, I'd play down my, my, my desires to, yeah. to be great, to be a great leader. So that if anyone ever tried to come at me for my leadership, I'd be like, yeah, no, I know I'm not that good. I've already, yeah. I've already had that conversation. I protect myself. So now, uh, the, the, the answer that I have, like the, the, the phrase that I speak is the fiercest warrior wears no armor. Yeah. And like that's like that to me just gives me power, bro. When I say that, it's like the fiercest warrior wears no armor. It's like I'm not wearing any armor, bro. I'm, I'm going out into battle and I'm going to show these men by being it. Yeah. And I'm like I, I want to – I do want to run you – know, and, and the thing is like these these – I wouldn't say that I'm a visionary, but I do have vision and it's like fuck it, I'm a visionary – uh, I'll own that. I won't hide from it. Is that uh, I see these things in, in my mind and it's like, I know how to make this happen. Yeah. So why am I not doing it? Because like I'm trusting scared. yourself. So fucking trust that it might not happen as quickly as you want, but it will happen. Mm. So yeah, like my big vision for my, my gatherings, I've got the gathering of men happening in less than a month now, uh, the 29th of September. The, that This is just the beginning of the greater vision, which is to eventually get it to a point where we have gatherings in every state in Australia every year which then leads into a convergence of like all the states coming together in the middle of Australia and we have like 5,000 men together, bro, singing, dancing, sitting in stillness, Mm. like this five-day ceremony with 5,000 men 
and we've like we 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 invoke a new story, we invoke a new way of being that is more a remembering than it is a new way. Yeah, it's a new way for us, but it's a remembering of of the deep innate truth that sits within the hearts of men, which then yeah creates the culture that allows humanity to thrive. I was going to say, fuck, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah, like, I love hearing that. Like, just to see, like, mm. within myself now, to see the vision of 5,000 men collectively mm. around one country coming together. Mm. And can you imagine the ripple effect as well that's going to have in the communities that those people go back to? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, man. It's like that 5,000 men, to me, that's just the, the, the pebble in the, mm. in the, in the, in the lake. What I'm looking forward to is the ripples that happen weeks, months, years, generations after that. Yeah. That to me is like, fuck, who do these men become as fathers to the children that they're going to have? Mm. What conversations do they go back and have with their boss? Yeah. What conversation, what businesses start, what relation, what friendships are built and businesses grow and movements happen based on this pebble in the middle of Australia in five years' time when we come together? What happens then? Like, yeah, yeah what, what ripple effect... Can, can occur and I'm sure you've had people reach out about your podcast where you don't even know that someone's listened to it and they may reach out and they say hey man I listened to this and this yeah. actually changed my life mm. and you're like really wow like yeah. sometimes it can be really uh, you, you, you can, I know for me I sometimes don't understand just how impactful the work you, we, we do as individuals can have and yeah. same same with me man I'm so impacted by so many amazing people and they'll never know you know, I've read books by people that are, are dead, and I'm like, you're not going to know. Yeah. You know, I've read this book called The Game of Life and How to Play It by this lady back in the 1910s or 20s, and it changed my life. Mm-hmm. But I can't ring her up or send her a message because yeah. she's dead. It's like, yeah. how do, how cool is it that someone can, like, she's still impacting the world. There's still those ripples. Yeah, over 100 years later. <laughs> yeah, literally, bro. <laughs> That's the cool thing as well, because like you said, with the podcast, like, I try not to check the statistics. Yeah. I got too caught up in it in the past if I did. <laughs> but last time I did, like I found out that my most listened, um, like the most listened podcast city is Dallas in America. That's where my podcast is listened to the most, like per city. I'm like, in Bris- Dallas. Brisbane second. I'm like, Dallas, that's so <laughs> random. <laughs> I love that, bro. Yeah. But then also going back to the ripple effect as well, mm. like, it's like you said, which is perfect. Like it's not just the people around them; it's their kids, it's their mm. grandkids, it's their great grandkids. Like it can mm-hmm. be generational for even probably hundreds of years, even longer. Totally, man. Yeah. And this is um, we talk about um, doing the work, and I I have a, a really strong opinion on men's work as it's only as good as the man that returns home. Mm. It's only as good as the man that comes home to them. So. What can happen sometimes, and I've been victim to this, you know, I've created experiences where I've created a, a, a theme park experience for men's work where we go and we have a big experience, but then we don't actually ground it and bring it home. Mm. So these guys go off into the woods. We do some beating of our chest. We get primal. We have a, a, a sensation, really, a sensation move through us. And we're like, that was great. But then we come back into the world and the first moment our partner asks us to do something we don't want to do, we flip out. Mm. And these men... I know I've, I've, I've had to reconcile, you know, that I was learning, but I'm like, oh, cool. Like that wasn't actually in service to that ripple effect um, kind of model. Yeah. We just wanted to escape. There was an escaping mm. for a sense of relief. That's so true. Like mm. an escaping for temporary relief, but then it's like, what's the integration behind that as well? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's totally, yeah, that's, that's so it. And I, 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 I do play it up but you know a lot of people will do breath work and ice baths and i'm 
I'd do it as well, or saunas, and they do this stuff and they do it over and over again and they just learn to regulate over the thing they should be addressing. They regulate above the the, the, the the wound. Yeah. And that's been my, um, one of the things, one of my favorite teachers, John Wineland says, he says, and predominantly men, he's like, men will practice over a broken heart. Mm. So these guys that get jacked in the gym yeah. to make up for the insecurity that they feel around something that happened when they were a fucking kid. Yeah. Um, me, like, yeah, I know I've had, I've, there's so mm. many ways that I, I do that. I, I dress a certain way because I don't want to be seen as this or that. Mm. And, yeah, just having to like understand where we may be staying on the surface with our techniques or our tools and sometimes they can actually become the coping mechanism. And just because it's not heroin or alcohol or porn doesn't mean that it's not stopping us from going to the depths oh, that we're being called to. It's like what's the intention behind it too? Because mm. I've been the same like when I, like you said before, mm. like, the perfect example is breakup. Went to the gym and got big yeah. straight away and it's like, <laughs> oh, that was the mass pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like let me get stronger so I can hold this fucking emotion in. Yeah, but I was still going home and I was still upset. Mm. But I was temporary relief going to the gym and getting big and then getting compliments from people. But when I was mm. going home and sitting by myself, I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm in pain. I'm mm. struggling. I'm lonely. And I never actually worked in that feeling because I was avoiding it yep. by doing something that I thought was helpful and productive because it's the gym and it's exercise. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't actually coping and dealing with the thing that was pushing me to the gym in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> We're pushed by pain, man. Yeah. Like this is a, this is a, this is a biological thing, you know. If there's a fucking kid stuck under a car, yeah. I guarantee you, even in your moon boot, you could lift that car off off the kid. Like, oh yeah, we got adrenaline running through us, man. Like mm. we're we're designed to fucking show up yeah. when the shit hits the fan. Mm. We are pushed by pain as men. It's why we do dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> but part of that push by pain is we want to get to as close to death as possible as well. Mm. We want to really push ourselves. Sometimes that can make us feel the most alive. It does. Yeah. And this is where understanding that when a man is seeking out those near-death experiences, whether it's to push himself in the gym till he almost passes out or mm. he wants to you know, hit a downhill mountain bike track or try and hit a 100-foot kicker on a motorbike, surf big waves, whatever it is, do a cliff, you know, do a cliff jump out yeah. in the water. All of these things is this man's looking for an opportunity to experience death and beneath that, he's, he's wanting to be initiated. Mm. He's wanting to find his edge and find what's just on the other side of it. Yeah. So this is where, for me, rites of passage as men and understanding the, the hero's journey, the initiation cycle can give context to what you may be going through. Yeah. Mm. I'd love to hear more on like context around rites of passage, mm. um, mainly for the listeners as well. Like, mm-hmm. Why is it so important for men, the rites of passage and also the initiations of manhood? Because it's the cycle. It's yeah. women have have a have a menstrual cycle. Every twenty eight days, they bleed. They release their um, blood, and that's their cycle. And they go through a twenty eight day cycle. It's with the moon. It's very clear for them. Yeah. As men, we don't actually understand ourselves as cyclical beings, mm. so we detach from nature because nature is cyclical. The seasons we spoke about before, and we put ourselves on this linear path. Mm. So, what rites of passage and initiation? Um, understanding initiation give us is a cycle for us to exist within mm. which is really really healthy yeah and i feel do you feel like a lot of men have somewhat believed you've had initiation for the for doing it personally but th- there is a complete difference from doing it in the community of men and i think they've only done one aspect of an initiation they haven't done so this is this is i'll, I'll, I'll frame it really simply it's just three steps for for basic initiation under understanding of initiation you've got the call mm. the challenge 
and the celebration. Mm. So the, between the call and the challenge, there's a threshold. So I'm sure you've had this experience where you feel, oh, I'm feeling called to do that. Yeah, definitely. But then the mind kicks in and says, no, that's not a good idea. Just keep doing what you're doing. You don't mm. need to. You don't need to do that because that's that's. You don't really know what that's all about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> the mind fears the unknown. It it does not embrace it, but the heart loves the unknown. It's like, let's go there. Let's find out who we are. Yeah. I that 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 that's very I'm that's very present in me all the time, and I have mm. to be very careful not to jump off every fucking cliff I come across because I love the what's on the bottom of this what's I'm, that? The, I'm the same like I love exploring I love yeah. adventure I love all that mm. but yeah. sometimes it can lead me into trouble <laughs> yeah so this is where you can get addicted to jumping too soon but you you listen to the call yep the call's there yep it's it's not just a, a feeling it's actually a deep something deeper mm. it's coming through yep I'm one you know I've got one yes I'm, I should do this Yes, it's still there. Third, yes. Okay, this is confirmed. Mm. Maybe you have a conversation with someone that kind of points you in that direction again. You're like, yep. And then you get to a threshold where you have to step through and choose the point of no return. Yeah. And that's when you fully step into the challenge. Mm. So we could use a podcast, for example. You go out and you spend a couple of thousand dollars on podcast gear. Yeah. You've got to then fucking record the podcast, right? Yeah. You can't not. Otherwise, you're sitting there with a couple of thousand dollars worth of gear and you're like, well... That was a waste of money. Yeah. So sometimes the threshold can literally be investing your money into something so that you can then start to invest your time and energy, which is the challenging bit, right? Okay, I've got to reach out to these guys. All right, I've got to book them in. All right, now I've got to get it edited. Yeah. Definitely. The challenge. It's all the other components, a part of it that come with it. Because sometimes the excitement around the thing can make you jump into it. Yeah. Then all these challenges come up with it. And you're like, oh shit, what am I going to do now? Yep. Yeah, but it's just actually having that understanding of what may come with it. Totally. Take that step. Totally. So mm. that leads us into the second um, part, which is the challenge. Mm. And the challenge can be like initiations can happen in a day, in a month, a year, or across a lifetime. So they're, they're all coexisting at once. But Say you, 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 you go through the challenge, whether that might be like writing an album, it might be buying a home, it might be choosing to ask your partner to marry you, it might be quitting your job. Mm. You face up to the challenge and you complete the challenge. Yeah. And this is the bit where guys miss, miss the mark. So when you complete the challenge, the second, so we, we hear the call, we answer it, we, which takes us through the threshold into the challenge. We face the challenge, we overcome it, we complete it. And when we complete the challenge, it takes us into the third stage of initiation. What do you think that third stage is? Mm. After the challenge. I'm actually unaware. Awesome, bro. So this is like, this is, I, I want to make this point really clear. A lot of men never honor this third stage yeah. because we don't, we don't know about it. We've never been taught that it's part of the initiation cycle. We're just focused on what's the next thing. So normally people go from the challenge, okay, what's the next call? That's okay, me. That's me. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that, that's uh, still a part of me and it's linear, right? Mm. So we're just actually going from, we're, we're leapfrogging, call, face the challenge, call, face the challenge, call, face the challenge. Like we're, we're, we're reaching for more. Mm. So the third stage after you complete the challenge is to celebrate. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's something I've definitely struggled with is celebrate. It's like, all right, done, next. 
done yeah. next, done next. Then you're like, fuck, why am I not feeling good? Why am I not feeling happy? Why am I not feeling grateful? Because you're, like, so you're not celebrating. You're not acknowledging <laughs> that you did something that you'd mm. never done before. Yeah, and like gym's a perfect example, like I mentioned before. Mm. I'd set a certain goal, certain weight, lift a certain weight or be mm. a certain weight, get mm. to it. All right, next one, next one, next one. We'll podcast and hit this milestone straight mm. to the next. Like, no, sit and yeah. be with it and actually celebrate that shit. Totally, man. <laughs> totally. So it's so funny that you, know, you thank you for being the perfect example of it. But you, yeah. you are ju- just like me and every other man I have this conversation with. They're, they're so like, oh, I've never celebrated myself. Mm. So a big part of all of my workshops and all of my conversations with men, I'm like, how are you going to go and celebrate yourself now? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, we're not finished until you tell me how you're going to go and celebrate. Mm. Um. And it can be as simple as, okay, I want pizza tonight. You know, I'm going to go out and have pizza. I'm going to get ice cream on the way home. I'm going to buy that pair of shoes that I wanted. I'm going to um, take tomorrow off. Yeah. I'm going to go on that hike that I've always wanted to go on tomorrow. Be okay with it. And like, that's how I'm going to celebrate myself by acknowledging myself and giving myself something that's important to me, like nourishing myself for putting in the effort Mm. of going through that experience. What happens after celebration, this is the beautiful bit. Once you celebrate, you can then reflect mm. and you can see how maybe you could do it better the next time. True, because then if you don't do that, then mm. you might not even be on the path that's actually growing you. Exactly. Yeah. So you can get stuck in celebrating everything, but then if you don't reflect afterwards, which then reveals the next call, because mm. you reflect, hey, yeah, I've grown my business. For me, like, hey, I grew my business. I know how to make money. And then I sat down and I was like, I didn't put any money away for tax. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I've learned how to make money. Now I'm being called to learn how to manage money. Mm. Okay, cool. I can see that. I celebrated a big, my biggest year in business. Hoorah. Yeah. Happy days. Went out to dinner. Bought a new pair of fucking jeans. Mm. Honoured myself. And then upon reflection over the next month or two, ooh, all of that money isn't mine. <laughs> the government owns some of that shit. They want some of it. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. Don't fucking touch my money. But I was like, oh, cool, like... This is a great problem to have. This is a new problem. Mm. It's a good problem because it means that I'm, 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 I'm growing. But I now get to step into that challenge. I, you know, the call is to manage my money. All right. The threshold is book, you know, pay the accountant, yeah. get, the money, get the data to him. All right. He's now revealed some fucking holes in my system. Go and book him with a financial advisor, pay the money, yeah. develop the skills, and then celebrate that you've you, again and then move into the next stage. Do you believe, I feel like, because I've heard you touch on this um, before on another podcast, do you believe that men struggle to celebrate <laughs> because they see pain as a way to freedom? Totally, man. Mm. Totally. So like the next challenge is the pain. Yeah. And they keep challenging and keep getting that pain because they think that's going to be the freedom. And if we see, our, and if we, are, if we are witnessed in pleasure, mm. uh, may, uh, men normally get really embarrassed about that because it's normally associated with women. Women are normally the ones that uh, fa- that find growth through pleasure Mm. so this is a great one and we don't need we probably don't need to dive into this but if you think that you only like suffering can be the only way that you grow Mm. like i encourage you to self-pleasure in front of your partner yeah and like literally light the candles and do a self-pleasure transmission in front of your partner and see just how much fucking growth happens when you have to like be witnessed in your own creation of pleasure what growth happened for you I realized just how ashamed I was of my body, how ashamed I was of being witnessed in pleasure and that I wasn't allowed to feel that. I shouldn't be doing this. All of this shame came up around pleasure. Yeah, well. And I normally associate pleasure and sexuality. That's not always the case. But yeah. um, 
maybe you've maybe you've done this maybe where you've had you've eaten some sugary shitty food and then you kind of wanted to hide the wrapper or you didn't want to tell anyone that yeah. you ate it mm, definitely yeah 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 i've done that and like shame and guilt mm. to the lowest frequencies we can yeah. be at and if we have that around our mm. own body yep as well and especially in front of the person who's in our life the most yep. and our significant other we have majority of our love for yeah it's like that's something you should explore that's something that i'm definitely going to explore yeah and it's like hey like so another thing is like you, you, when you watch porn, do you go out and tell your partner that you've just watched 20 minutes of porn and jerked off? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not because <laughs> you feel ashamed. Yeah. So the liberation that you could create by doing a self-pleasure practice in front of your partner is that, hey, I'm willing to show you that I enjoy pleasure. Mm. This is edgy as fuck. Yeah. I don't want to be touching my dick in front of you. Mm. I don't want to have candles lit. I just want to go in, sit on the toilet, watch some porn and jerk off. Yeah. I'm actually exposing myself. I'm, I'm choosing to be vulnerable in a way that I never have before. And like, man, guys celebrating themselves in pleasure, whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to, I, I use that extreme example of self-pleasure yeah. in front of your partner to make a point, but it might just be like, hey, I'm going like, rather than sneaking off and having a beer or like having a beer on the way home, it's like, hey, hey lover, I'm going down to the pub and having a beer with, with my friends. I'm going down to have two beers and I'll be back. I can, yeah, I can see how that will show up in all other areas of your life. So just much. owning who mm. you are. Yeah. yeah, and um, even in my like with my relationship with Meg, she'll tell me something, and I'm like, "Hey, lover, I really appreciate that, but no, I'm having this for dinner." Mm. And she'll be like, "Oh, but this is better. Oh, I don't care." Yeah, I love that. I love that. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm so happy, but like, I'm having this off the menu, mm. or I'm having a, I'm having this. Yeah, and it's so just to be able to own your pleasure, own the 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 naughty things that you you shouldn't be doing. Then that's um. I think there's so much liberation in that. Mm. And anything that you hold shame around is going to cause disease in the body. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And also it changes your energy and if, like your perception of who you are as well yeah. in the world because you like struggle to make eye contact with people. You may yeah. slouch your shoulders over a bit more. Yeah. You lose confidence in yourself. And you don't yeah. know what that's going to ripple effect into yeah. down the road as well. Yeah. And that's the passive man that mm. uses his nice guy as a, as a mask which can also like be the shadow of humility. Guys, like, I'm just humble. I don't need to put myself out there. Yeah. It's like, bro, you're just scared to fucking be seen in your excitement, in your yeah. pleasure. You're, you're scared to participate in the game of life. Mm. Like, sit on the sidelines all you want and watch all of us and judge all of us all you want, bro. But I'm going to be on the field learning. Yeah. You know, and I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm becoming a, a good sport. I'm, I do get competitive and I do get a little <laughs> bit fiery, but I'm learning to become a better sport by playing. Yeah, by playing. That's where you get the most knowledge is by actually experiencing the mm. thing. Yeah, that's why um, I'm training. I'm trying not to see how long I can wait until I reference jujitsu in a podcast. Yeah, but it keeps coming up. Like I was so caught up in my spiritual practices, you know, plant medicines, meditating, breath work, being on the land, being completely in this like spiritual kind of up here, like the esoteric yeah. cosmic realms. And what I've done with jujitsu is I've almost like grounded all of those concepts, and I'm now getting my ass handed to me by this fucking sport. Yeah. And I'm having to like learn humility in the physical body. I'm not out there just like consciously exploring the cosmos. I'm now having to like, oh, this guy's got me around the neck and I have to I have to yeah. do something. I have to learn how to um, move with with force and power and understand the dynamic of like being here on this physical plane. And mm. um I think a lot of men could do well with a martial arts or something that like develops their physical connection. 
yeah to spirit mm. especially in the community like jiu-jitsu as well yeah so you got a group of people around you in that mm. same environment in that same container yeah. with a similar mission and they're and yeah. the and the absolute killers bro are the happiest yeah. cheekiest light-hearted fucking ones yeah like These, when i went to boxing gyms like the trainers there the people doing the workouts mm. and stuff like the all the most humble generous mm. people you'll ever meet yeah yeah it's crazy, man. And if you come in with a with a hot head and a temper, like you're gonna get some, you're gonna get a bucket <laughs> of cold water poured on you. And it, it, it's just through these guys that are, are skilled in something you're not. Mm. Whether it's boxing, Muay Thai, um, Jiu Jitsu, or Judo or Taekwondo, all of these things create a level of respect for a craft that takes a long time to develop. Yeah. So the other offset, and I just think this is important to, for men who may feel like they're in a rush. If you do partake in a sport like jiu-jitsu, boxing, or something that takes time to develop, like years yep. to develop, and there's a grading system that you can see yourself building over years, all of that pressure to be something sooner than you need to be it, is, it dissolves. Yeah. So for me, I'm only six months in, and I'm, I am, I'm, I'm an enthusiastic white belt that, think he can, that thinks he can kill anyone. Which is part of like, that's what makes me who I am. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm audacious. Yeah. And part of that is being humbled. But, yeah, man, it's going to take me 10, 10 plus years to get to the stage where I'm a black belt. Mm. That's a long fucking time, yeah. especially because I'm in the coaching industry and everyone out there is promising, like, to change everyone's life in three months or less. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> fuck off. You're not going to change shit in three months. Yeah, you can have um, intellectual shifts, but to actually ground that stuff, like, you can have awakenings, aha moments. Oh, my God, I now see life for what it is. But for you to calibrate and be able to hold that, yeah, takes fucking years. It took me five years <laughs> to begin to be like, all right, I've got this part of it under control now. <laughs> now let's keep growing from here. Yeah, <laughs> it man. It took me five years to get to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm not struggling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got these little po- these moments of grace now. I now know. I can now like, yeah, I'm not flailing. I can stop and realize that I'm not drowning and... <gasps> All right, yeah. let me have a look around and see which... Okay, there's land. Let me start swimming yeah. rather than fucking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. swimming in circles. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. It's fucking funny. We've come in with like the um, initiation and the rites of passage. Mm-hmm. If there's someone, for example, like in Dallas who may not have the mm-hmm. accessibility to get to something like gathering mm-hmm. the men, like how can the average person be able to begin the journey of rites of passage or where should they look to or what should they look for? Yeah, man, thank you for asking. Uh, there's so many great books that I think will, will put things into perspective. And I think mm. what reading does for a man too is it gives him time to sit and, 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 and read or focus on one thing or Some an solitude. audio book. Yeah, yeah, it creates solitude. So almost reading is almost a practice that has gone. Uh, and the best thing about a physical book is you can't put it on double speed and rush through it. <laughs> That's the cheeky. I, I want to message Audible and say, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that off because it just creates another level of urgency. Mm. Um, but, I, you know, The Way of the Superior Man by David Date is a great place to start. That it, changed my life, yeah, that book. Dude, it cha- yeah, it's such a great book, for, especially if you're a young, gung-ho, yeah. like testosterone-fueled 20-year-old. I was 20 when I read it. Yep. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's the best book for a guy in, the, in his early 20s because it puts a lot of things into perspective. You won't fully understand that book or, or you'll continually understand mm. that book at a deeper level, like me reading it when I was 27 to Jacob O'Neill at 33, I still, I've got all of David Data's quotes saved and I'll go back and I'll read them. And I'm like, yeah, I needed to fucking see that today. So it's an ongoing um, thing that you can reference. Uh, but if you can find time to get out into nature, 
you'll start to feel that rite of passage. You'll start to feel the vision quest. You'll start to feel the ceremony. You'll start to feel the sacred move through you. Mm. And the call will start to become more clear. Yeah. So they talk about the call. Um, I'll use my, my example of it. The call starts out as a whisper. So it's the whisper of your soul. Jacob, start a man's group. Jacob, start your man's group. Jacob, the gathering of men. Jacob, the gathering of men. And then it'll, yeah. it'll start coming to a more of a command. Jacob, the gathering of men. Mm. Jacob, the gathering of men. It's like, fuck off. I've got shit to do, man. I'm trying to build, I'm trying to make money. I've got Jacob. And like with that, I was running my high level coaching. I was like, no, I don't do low level retreats anymore. I only coach guys at 20K plus. Mm. Guys pay me 20K plus to work with me for nine months. That's the only way you can get access to me. And it's like, Jacob, the gathering of men, you dumb fuck. Yeah. Like it's starting to become, and then it starts to get louder and louder until it becomes a deafening scream. And the call is now like shaking the fucking house. Do this or I'm going to take everything from you. And that's drastic. Yeah. But for me, it starts off as a whisper, it becomes a command, and then it becomes a scream. It's there for a purpose. But it's asking me to let life move through me. This is what wants to move through you, Jacob. Mm. Last year, I, I ran it, and I just chose. So this is and this is reckless. I don't recommend it. But I only got the council approval for the site that we were running it on 24 hours before it started. Yeah. That was a very, very... I can imagine. Yeah, that was a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had 70 dudes rocking up the next day mm. and I still hadn't got the, the, the approval from council. Mm. I was like, fuck, this is... I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing with fire here, but that was because I'd, I'd resisted the organisation of it. I'd resisted the whisper and it was yelling at me, Get, do this, you have to do it this year or else. And now this year... Because I'm, I've answered the call, this gathering of men, I've got all the stuff sorted. Mm. Getting all the, you know, everything's done. All I have to do is now execute. Yeah. That's so important as well because, like, that mm. relates with me with the podcast. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, as episodes come out every Friday. Yep. In the past, I would leave it till 9 p.m. <laughs> on a Thursday <laughs> to edit it. Yep. And I'm up to, like, 1 in the morning trying to scramble it together <laughs> for it to be released by 6 a.m. I'm, like, a. fucking stressed out. Yep. Now I'm, like, no, every Sunday... <laughs> Yeah. it's done so yeah. then that week you don't have to worry about it what how good is that yeah that's and that's a you had to go through that initiation though right yeah. you had to go through fuck i gotta get it done yeah. that urgency and now you're like you're maturing into hey now every sunday this is what i do yeah and then it's like okay i need to reach out to these five people that i want to get on the podcast mm -hmm. in the next month as well let me start booking those in you start to become more mature you start to yeah. see things from a from a king's perspective rather than from the warriors, right? The warrior's mm. got his sword out. He's like, I'm killing you and we're going to win this battle. Yeah. But the king's like, okay, the warriors will win this battle, but we're actually going to look at this this movement, this this kingdom that we're building. Mm. So we, we do have to shift between those two. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool perspective that you've just shared that many men will wait. And, I, you know, Megan, I have a podcast, bro, and still on a Wednesday night I'm like, fuck, I haven't sent through the snippets to our VA for the fucking reels. I'm like, shit. And I'm sitting there at 10 PM hitting play, watching Megan. I talk and I'm just like, fuck this podcast, man. But then it's like, I ask myself a quality question. Is it the podcast or is it the fact that you didn't fucking do what you said you were going to do on Monday? Mm. Is it the podcast or the organization? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yep, it's me. I know. And then it's like, okay, can you just relax into the fact that you, for the next two hours, you're sitting here doing this. I'm like, okay. Mm. <sighs> Yeah, and then at midnight I switch off and I go, okay, 
And before I do, I put it in my calendar. I block it out so no nothing else can go into my calendar that on a Monday morning I watch the podcast and I send the snippets. Yeah. And then that's like, oh, I'm maturing. I'm learning. So true. It comes mm. from the experience of doing it. Yep. Like you said before, the reflection after yep. it. Because like, that can be so many examples. Like in the past, I'll go to the gym twice a day to yep. try and get results quicker. Or I'll... Um, booking five podcasts a week they'd be overwhelmed with all these people coming over and interviewing them like how am I meant to prep for the next person when I'm still prepping for this person yep. and then, but now like it's all spaced out and everything's in order because I've experienced the chaos yeah I'm like cool I know mm. what to do now <laughs> bro I love it uh, Meg and I were like let's do three podcasts every Thursday and then we'll be like three months ahead yeah we said that we tried to do we went into the podcast room bro and all we did was fucking fight for the first three hours we didn't even end up recording a podcast that day. I'm like, oh, why are we trying to get somewhere quicker when, hey, we like recording a podcast a week. We like yeah. that cadence. It, then you know, we, we can then have time to do the show notes. Yeah. We then have time to do the reels. We then yeah. have time to like share about, about it. And then when we share about it, the next, the next podcast kind of reveals itself. So yeah. yesterday we knocked out two podcasts because we'd – taken the time to like actually get clear on what we wanted to do, what we wanted to speak about. And we had that flow. Yeah. And experience life in the meantime. So when you do the next one, yeah. you've got more things to talk about. Go on that picnic. Yeah. So you have the conversation that gives the awareness like, Oh fuck, I want to yeah. talk about that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one big question was like, what's some of the biggest lessons you've learned from yeah. doing podcasting? Would yeah. it be that? It's yeah, yeah, man. It's like, it's, slow the fuck down and do the fucking things that yeah. need to be done. Yeah. And the podcast is, it's a devotional practice mm. and it's not just about getting it done. It's about the relationships that you build. So for me, what I love most about podcasts, man, is that I now get to know where you live. I know that you love Nipsey Hustle. I know that you like hip hop is a big thing for you. And mm. we've got this relationship. You know, you've got an aircon in your podcast room. I'm like, yep, that's confirmation. I need to get one in the house because I keep sweating and getting stressed out by the end of it. You know, this whole experience is like it's it's enriching my life. Yeah. It's nourishing me. And what you touched on before was such an important point. I feel like for every aspect of life, it's like I don't hate the thing I'm doing. It's just the organization around it. Yeah. It's causing the resentment for it. But you actually love the thing you're doing. It's just that you need to organize it so you can yeah. have that relationship with it. Yeah, and, yeah. and create a sustainable organization definitely so it's like yeah you want to do five podcasts a week yeah I, everyone wants to do five podcasts a week but is that sustainable for your the health of your relationship no. is that sustainable for the health of your body no way and you're, no it's yeah. not <laughs> so where are you trying to get somewhere sooner than you actually need to be there mm. um oh it's actually that i'm putting this unrealistic expectation on myself mm. that's why i love this saying yeah the marathon continues Dude. Yeah, life's a marathon, dude. I'm, <laughs> I've I've run marathons. I've come. I'm a really into my. I tempered my action sports like, um, you know, it's been about jumping off every cliff we go. <laughs> like, I need to do this cliff dive now. I need to fronting off it. It's like, oh, I've shifted. Like, for me, extreme sports are both the action sports and the endurance sports. Yeah. So a lot of my, um, my practice around, um, mindset is like, can I see this as a never ending marathon? And for my birthday, and I'm, I got I, I love just talking about this because I think I'm a badass. But for my birthday this year, I turned 33, and there was a bit of a sort of a monumental kind of. It's like I feel like I've, I feel like I've had one of those years that was top notch, man. I had a top notch year, best year financially. I got married. I went on a 10 day initiation hunt up north. I um, th yeah, we threw like a three day wedding festival. Went on a sick honeymoon. Um, 
I ran the gathering of men. I did all these epic things and I was like, there's one thing left to do and I wanted to run 100 kilometres yeah, well. in a day yeah. in um, running sandals, these things called huraches, which is from <laughs> the um, Raramuri tribe in Mexico. Yeah, okay. They're like these specific type of sandals that they run in. So I was like, I'm fucking doing it on my birthday. Let's fucking do it. So on, I'm born on the 9th of Jan. So I started at uh, 5 a.m. on the 8th of January and I ran until 5 a.m., the 9th of Jan. Yeah, well. <laughs> it took me fucking 24 hours to run 100 kilometers in these fucking sandals. Yeah, well. And I didn't do a lot of, I did some running, but I did a lot of fucking hobbling, walking, slight jogging. Mm. But for me, it was like, Meg's like, why did you do that? She's like, that's the fucking dumbest thing ever. And I'm like, to you it is, but to me, it just was the practice of take one more step. Yeah. Take one more step. And I was like, I don't finish till I'm fucking finished. Mm. Did the intention before doing that run meet the expectation after it? When you finished? It was a cool feeling. Yeah. It was a cool feeling, man. Yeah. Mm. And that's all it was. It was a feeling, you know. I, I do want to do more more, more long-distance runs, but it was like I, I'd, I'd, I'd had the – once again, life was like you – there's a feeling here that you want to do this. Yeah. Why aren't you doing it? Mm. Oh, because this or that or this or that. And I realistically, man, I hadn't trained. Yeah. I'd done two 5K runs in the last three months before it. And I was like, just do it. Just go out and do it. And, um, yeah, I just – my practice is, like, just one more step. One more step. Just one more step. And then it's like, oh, just one more kilometre. Mm. Just one more, you know, just, just to the next the next, the next uh, streetlight. That's why the next streetlight or the yeah. next crack, yeah. Yeah. like five more cracks yeah. in the pavement. Yeah. You know, five more cracks. And then it's like, okay, just start counting back from 100. All right, mm. just focus. You know, do 100 breaths. Yeah. Do 100 breaths and breathe them all down into the earth. Mm. Through your legs. Feel that pain go – and it's like – can you transmute the pain into pleasure? Can you create this 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 concept of like a bit of suffering, a bit of being pushed yeah. by suffering, but can you enjoy the process? Yeah, can you enjoy the pain that comes up with mm. it and embrace it? Yeah. yeah. And I think that once again, yeah, celebrating it the next day, you know, mm. going out for di- for lunch and like, well, we didn't wake up until the afternoon, went out for like a late lunch and celebrated my birthday and all of this. It was just like, oh man, like I love, I love these moments. Yeah. I love these these moments where I get to choose to do hard things and then celebrate the, the completion of those. Yeah. Mm. It's beautiful, brother. I'm looking at it all as a marathon. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and then the next day that's done. That's that, that, that run mm. is complete. There's now the next thing. You it's know? not on your mind sticking, lingering in the back no. of your mind anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, this is such a, such a great way to look at life, man, because a lot of guys look for completion. They look for, to, to, to finish something and then think that that's going to give them the feeling the way of the superior man, like you're never going to be complete. Yeah. Life doesn't finish until you die. Yeah. And then who knows what fucking happens after that, man. Something pretty cool, <laughs> I reckon. But um, yeah, you're, there's always going to be a part of you that's incomplete or moving towards the next thing. So can you actually just give yourself a moment to say, hey, I know that there's something else on the horizon, but right now I'm just going to actually enjoy the sunset. Yeah. And the good thing about the marathon too, is like it helps you visualize more. Because if mm. you're just doing the race, like here to there, whatever, don't have to think about it. Mm. If everything's a race, that's what your mindset's like. But if you look mm. at life for a marathon, it's like, right, this checkpoint's here. When mm. I get to this point, I'll celebrate, like you said. When I yeah. get to this point, I'll hydrate, which means like I'll connect to my partner, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you look at things like at the, <laughs> the aid stations. Yeah. 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 Definitely, man. Yeah. Jiu Jitsu did that for me similarly. It's just like, it's like, oh, when I go on roll, I've got no expectation to get anywhere because I know mm. that. My black belt isn't coming for fucking 12 years. Yeah. And how long have so, you been doing it for? Six months. Yeah. So it's, it's just completely yeah. changed my my perception of time and, yeah. and, and time frames. Mm. 
So instead of like wanting my coaching business to be in like a multi-million dollar coaching business in three years, I'm like, it might take me 10 years. Yeah. Who cares? The thing is you're on the path to get there. I'm on the path. Why can't I enjoy the clients that I've got? Why can't I enjoy the, the, the fact that I've got a little, I've got, I've got enough money in my account. Yeah. Why can't I enjoy that? You know, on a Friday I can finish work, drive up, have a beer with a a bro, camp out, go and have a um, beach walk with an elder and then come back into a pot. Like I, I'm living my my dream life already. Yeah, I'm literally. doing the thing that I always wanted to do. Why can I? Why is this not enough? Because I've created a dynamic that I need to be somewhere before I'm not. Ah, mm. uh, okay, come back. Yeah, Here you I just am. enjoy the roses as the. Yeah, yeah. I've um also for the listeners as well. We spoke about this before the potty, but because I've been following Jacob for. A couple of years now, and I've loved your quotes on Facebook, and I picked out some of my favorites that you've posted. Yes. And before we end here, I'd love just to have the context behind it. Yeah, please, man. So the first one is, men, if you rely on your partner for love and validation, they will never fully respect you. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's a recent one, and it's one that I've been I've been really, really working with a lot of men and it's been my biggest one mm. is that I realized everything that I did for my, in my life was to earn mm. the love of my partner. Mm. So what that means is that I see love as a, as a something that can run out. Yeah. Love is a currency that she can dish out. So, Hey, I'll do these 10 things for you. Here's some love. Yeah. And I had this whole uh, this whole dynamic where I had to do all of these things just to feel good enough to receive love. Mm. And that meant that all of my actions were done from a place of condition. Yeah. So there was a manipulative part of me that was like, hey, I'm going to do all of this and then you give me love, yeah? yeah. It's like a dog that goes and fetches a, a stick and brings it to you like, hey, do you like this stick? Yeah. It was a real, it was really manipulative, uh, nice guy energy. And in the past, like I would do that as a way for, um, like I would be desperate for love, like a mm. desperation for it. And that's how yeah. I'd act, and it wasn't and healthy. Totally. And I'd do things, and then my partner Meg wouldn't give me the love that I thought I deserved because I'd done all that. And then what would grow? Resentment. Yeah. And if I wasn't told I was a good boy, and I'd get that validation, then I would feel like I wasn't I wasn't doing enough, or I felt like they didn't respect me, mm. which. Of course they didn't because I was doing it with from a place of you then have to give me something. So it wasn't like really true love. Mm. Uh, what that means is that a man that has to choose to do something for himself, regardless of how that in, affects his relationship. Mm. So, for instance, the, some things that I say, Meg doesn't like. Too bad, Meg. Mm. It makes her uncomfortable she gets a little bit upset with me but at the end of the conversation there's respect and i feel a pre and she's i appreciate she's like oh she's like i find it sexy when you don't when you don't um give in to me she's like i find it sexy when you stand your ground yeah i really like it Mm. and then there's polarity and then there's attraction Mm. and then there's passion and we get to play the role of lovers rather than the role of mummy and 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 little boy Hey, we love me, love me. He look at look at all these things. You know, he, look at you know, I got an A plus at school. Look, I did this. Look, I did that. It's very performance based. Mm. If you're looking, if you're relying on your relationship for love and validation, yeah. 
And this is what I realized when I realized this, I tried to say, I love you to my dad. So he'd say, I love you back. I was like, yeah, I'm going to say, I love you to my dad. And then I'll get what I need from him. He's going to say, I love you back. And the truth is he was saying, I love you with his actions. And then I got to I got to respect him and appreciate him for those actions, and then the feeling of love was present because I had balanced it out in a way that you know my dad would do things and I'd be like, but that's not the loving thing to do. He's like, mate, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh. And then once I respected and appreciated that he was honoring what he saw as right as a man, I then started to understand. Oh, my role isn't just to serve my relationship. My role is to actualize my vision and in the pursuit of my vision and actualizing it, my relationship will thrive. Mm, that's beautiful, bro. Yeah, man. And, and a lot yeah. of guys get fucking twisted about this, but they really need, like you have to choose yourself because mm. if you don't, you will harbor resentment and then you will blame your partner for the fact that you didn't achieve or you didn't go, you know, go boldly in the direction of the, the dreams or vision that you felt called to. Mm, and mm. like I want to touch on that as well like I feel like my relationship is so healthy because I do put myself first always mm. like I make sure that what I need to be done for myself like also yeah. make sure the intentions are pure for it yeah and those actually something serving me but make sure I'm filling up my own cup because totally. when I'm giving the best version of myself to me everyone around me receives that yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's simple it's yeah. it, it, it it but it goes against everything that society tells you mm. it's simple but it's so opposite yeah I'll put everyone else first, you know, take the shirt off your back and give it to this person, all of this noble gestures, but deep down you're just abandoning yourself to get love and validation for the actions that you do, which means that that's just manipulation. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking club, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Cheers for sharing that. That was epic. No worries, bro. (laughs) Next one is, men who always choose virality over death never grow roots deep enough to anchor their vision and live their purpose. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Men who choose uh, variety over depth. Yeah. Yeah. So I call this the 75% man. I don't know if you've ever done it. I definitely have where I buy all the gear, I start a new hobby and then three months in, I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. 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 Like I've bought the yoga mat, I've bought (laughs) (laughs) the stretches and stuff. I'm doing yoga. Two weeks later, I'm not doing yoga. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And guys do this with with many different things. They're like, all right, this will be the thing that that makes me feel good about myself. Mm. I'm going to, and I'm not saying that you can't go and enjoy things, but you must have something that you're deep in, you're deeply committed to. Mm. So that that, there's nuance in that. I still enjoy variety and adventure in my life but not at the cost of depth. So yeah. for me, jujitsu is something that I'm, I'm, I can see myself deepening into. Mm. I really, I really want to be, I want to be five. I don't know who I am five or six years in. Yeah. How cool is that going to be? What do I learn about myself? Who do yeah. I become on this and journey? And like, wh- what kind mm. of podcaster are you 700 episodes in? Mm, 100%. That's something I think about a lot. 7,000 yeah, episodes 7, in. 7,000. So I look at Joe Rogan, he's got over 2K episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a 75 yeah, no, like imagine the person I am, the person I grow into at mm. that that level. I didn't start listening to Aubrey Marcus until he was up to episode 160. Yeah, literally, and that was like yeah. me with Chris Williams and Modern Wisdom. Yeah, I didn't listen to him until episode like 500. So yeah, there's people out there that aren't even going to listen to you until you're up to episode 500, bro. Mm. That's so amazing. It's that marathon thing, having the vision. We come back here, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> If you're, you know, and I believe there's time for sprinting, there's time for urgency. Totally, I'm not saying that. And there's time for, you know, I want to go and 
do a barista course. I want to yeah. go and do a pottery class. I want to mm. enjoy the 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 access that we have to variety, mm. but I'm not going to use that as a way to bypass depth. Yeah. So there's going to be time. So I want to I want to get to I want to know what it's like to be blue, purple, brown, mm. black belt in jiu-jitsu. I want to know what it's like to run there's a specific marathon um, that happens. It's, they say it's the world's hardest race. It's in the uh, Sahara Desert. Mm. Six marathons over six days. Yeah, well. And I want to do it. I have to do a bit of work to get there. You know, I don't yeah. think I can just go over there and do it. But, um, yeah, there's, there's, I want to deepen my running practice. I want to get better. Mm. And that gives me something to work toward. Yeah. So depth is something. Relationships. Mm. Like your partner's not just here to do the things around the house that you don't want to do. You're not here to just be fucking co co-creators of a of a comfortable life. You're here to like experience the depths that you never knew even fucking existed. Facts. Yeah, this can be a way for you to access a spiritual experience that you never knew fucking existed. Mm, and actually reach those depths. Totally, man. I don't know like for me like there's been moments in sex with Meg and I'm you know she gives me permission to say this where I'm like we merge to a point that I'm like I don't even know where you where mm. I start, where I begin, where you begin and I end, like there's this melting and there's this like euphoric experience that transcends orgasm, it transcends getting getting off, it transcends the physical fleshiness of it. Mm. And it's like, whoa, wow, man, this is cool that we've cultivated that. And then other times we just, we fuck because we want to fuck and have, yeah. a, have, have a sensation, you know. That to me is like the the experience of depth is a, is a, a, a we have range. So yeah, man. I like I said, I I, I, wrote, I wrote that with the with the nuance that hey, you can have variety, but not at the cost of your depth. Yeah, that's mm. amazing. Next one is well, we've already touched on two of these actually. Mm. Oh, I love this one, men. What if the pain you are feeling is not the weight of responsibility, but rather your resistance to responsibility? I know we touched on that earlier, mm. but I really just wanted to say that again for the importance of it because mm. when I read that, like it was one of those ones where I sat and reflected for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that one, it's it's a deep one, that. Because a lot of men, and this is why the rites of passage are so important because rites mm. of passage initiates you into the capacity for responsibility. Mm. So what it shows you is that you're so much, you're capable of so much more. And when you understand that, you can step into something and claim that responsibility as a gift. A lot of men will resist the next stage of life. I don't know how many men that are, I know for myself, I didn't want to get my driver's license because that meant that I then was responsible for driving. And being a man for me was bad. So getting my license meant that I was getting closer to becoming an adult male. Mm. And I'd seen men as bad. So I was not willing to go through that initiation of the driver's test mm. to then have the responsibility of driving on the road. Yeah. And it's like for the people listening, like reflect on that with areas in your life where you may be doing that. Yeah. Where are you not starting the side hustle? Where are you mm. not asking your boss for the, the raise so you can then take your partner on the, on the holiday that you want to go on? Where are you not, where are you like leading your partner on? It's like, maybe you've been together and like, you know, you want to propose, but why aren't you? Yeah. You know, for me, that was a big one. It took me ages. Mm. It took me ages to reconcile that. And it was because a lot of had a lot of this has to do with self-worth. Yeah. I don't feel worthy of that responsibility mm. because you haven't been initiated into the capacity to choose that. Mm. And this is the whole concept of um, the stages of manhood, which we haven't gotten into, but 
essentially you go through boy into to man and when you become man you step into your your knighthood or your warrior which is the adventurer go out swing the sword make your mark and then you go into becoming the prince when you're the prince you start to build your kingdom yeah and then once the kingdom is built you can then choose to reign as king mm. and then once you're the king you then move into this uh the the second stage which you can become like the advisor or the 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 wisdom keeper the elder and then from the elder you become the ancestor yeah I think too many people think you have the kingdom without actually taking the steps to become the king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, like king energy, bro. I'm like, Jacob, you're not a fucking king. You got fuck all. You're a prince building a kingdom. Mm. Truthfully, like I'm in my 30s. The next 10 to 20 years is devoted to building a kingdom. Yeah. And that's not to reign dominion over. Like I just, I, I want the house that I want. I want the car that mm. I want. I want the business that supports the lifestyle that I desire. And I want a family. Yeah. And I want to do sweat lodge once a month on my land I want, with with my community and pray in the sweat. I want to do. I want to swim in the creek naked with my bros, and I want to wrestle jujitsu. I want these are the lifestyle things that I want access to in my kingdom, mm. and these are the things that for me it's like your kingdom doesn't need to be this huge thing where you reign dominion over a whole country. It's like your kingdom is the thing. It holds the things that you choose to be responsible for. Mm. It's like setting up your life by the zone. Uh, totally, man. It's like yeah. you, you've got this house and you painted the walls black. You put the, the po- you, this yeah. is part of your, you're building your kingdom. Mm. I, I'm, I'm in your kingdom right now and I, and I love it. Yeah. I love visiting other men's kingdoms. Yeah, fucking oath. <laughs> How good. <laughs> this last one, brother. Um, I love this as well and I love to hear a bit of context around it. Is men, you don't have to be in the arena all the time to lead. You do have to experience of being in the arena though embodiment is not always about being in the trenches yeah Mm. so yeah bro this is an so for me like the king doesn't sleep in the in in the barracks Mm. this is like you this is very much like you choosing to step away from choosing to own your authority yeah so uh one thing that meg and i talk about is like we don't always have to be going through some deep process in our relationship to be able to speak about what it's like to go through conflict. Mm. We don't always need to be having earth-shattering, mind-blowing, God-accessing sex to be able to speak about it. Mm. So we do cultivate that, and sometimes we go through a month or two where the sex doesn't feel that for whatever reason. But that doesn't mean that we can't speak to it because we've experienced it. So one of the things that men definitely get caught up in the embodiment journey and being authentic is that they think they always need to be in the arena doing something always challenging themselves, always growing and evolving. But that doesn't leave time for what was the main thing that men forget? Celebration, for contemplation, for relaxation, for time for that stuff to actually land. And what started off as like an experience that came through either uh, a a physical experience or through like intellectually understanding something, that stuff can start to like land as wisdom, as beingness. So that for me is the that, that that statement really is focused on the man that has to always be doing. Mm. And that's that's kind of the 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 thing with coaching, man, and the thing with lead, being a leader is like, yeah, go out and get your experience, but then a leader or a king or someone facilitating something, you do have to step the fuck up. Mm. And rather be, than be in the experience you have to facilitate the experience yeah so this is you know whether whether it's you you're holding space for your partner you're stepping into fatherhood you've got um your business is you're facilitating your business growth you're 
whatever it is, training your fucking new dog. Yeah. You have to choose to see yourself as the embodied version of of what you've experienced without having to always be in that experience. Mm. Mm. So true. Like being on the outside and being able to pick point things and observe and understand mm. is more it's like the same level of impact of actually being in the arena as well. Yeah, it's the witness. It's like being yeah. able to observe. Ask yourself quality questions because you're not in you try to ask yourself quest, the quality questions, contemplative questions, when you're in an, in a, in an experience, mm. you're trying to integrate before it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my mind telling me I need to do something, constantly yeah. trying to do it, mm. but not meditating and observing the things around that and why I'm doing it. Yep. Yeah. It's like you run the marathon on a Saturday and the next day you're like, let's run another marathon to see if I can be quicker. Yeah. Well, you actually haven't taken time to, number one, recover. Number two, uh, okay, let's look at... I, I ran it in four hours. What can I? What is the actual next time I want to run it in? Yeah. Do I even want to run another marathon or do I want to do a triathlon? Mm. So this is where when you are always in the trenches, you never get that time to contemplate, reflect, and see how you can, um, number one, own that, hey, I do have wisdom to share. And then also, how do I want to build upon that with the next, when the next call comes for me? Mm. Perfect, brother. Yeah, bro. Thank you for coming on today. Um, is there any last words you want to say? And also, what's the best place for people to go to to find and connect with you? Epic man, hit me up on Instagram at the Jacob O'Neill or just Jacob O'Neill on Facebook. You'll see me. Um, pretty, yeah, got beard and bald head. Pretty easy to find the photo profile photo on Facebook. But shoot me a message if you've got questions. I'm a really engaging person. I love to shoot a voice note back and forth. I love to have conversations with people. I'm very like intimacy is one of my core values. I love to be in conversation with people uh, and love to share, you know, share my insights and, and a little bit of feedback. If you've got something you'd like support on and uh, anything that I'd like to leave with um, the crew, the, the people listening. Um, The thing that I yeah the thing that I want to like be excited without expectations. That's what's really really coming up for me. Like I'm about to run the gathering of men. We've got 73 tickets sold. I want 100, yeah. so I'm excited. But I was going to run this motherfucker if no one showed up at the same time. Yeah. I made that decision when I launched it. I was like, I'm going to run this retreat regardless of who shows up. Yeah. So be excited without expectations. And if you're not too sure what you're excited about. Spend some time asking yourself some quality questions because a vision without your desires factored in is just a way for you to outsource your way for you to do things for others yeah. and you forget about yourself and that's when, like we spoke about, that resentment builds up and we forget that love is actually something we can cultivate from within. So, yeah, get excited and let go of those expectations and see where it takes you. That might be the name of the podcast, Be Excited Without Expectations. Yes, love <laughs> it. Cheers, brother. I'll link all the links in the bio to yep. find Jacob, but thanks, brother. Thanks for jumping on. Epic, bro. Appreciate Cheers. you. Big love.